Blog Talk Radio. Om Shabbat Shalom, Holy Way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. Om Shabbat Shalom, Holy Way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. And I am the light within your soul In the essence of truth and right Love makes the circle whole And here we stand in line Waiting for some sacred sign But to find the balance is the purpose of this time to restore the balance of the universal mind And in the presence of my Lord of light and love Everything I see aspiring to be free And when I call to thee And come on bending knee Surrender to the all-pervading light and love Reflections of the one surrounding me with love And I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence Within and without, above and below, yeah. East, west, north, and south, I sense your presence. Without and within, below and above, yeah, yeah. East, west, north, and south, I sense your presence. I sense your presence. Of 
Able to find the balance is the purpose of this time To restore the balance of the universal mind I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence
Now, what I do in my own work is I interpret a person's life code that allows them to live a life filled with compassion. I've created the Genesis Clearing Statement, and that's something you can always catch where other people have interviewed me. And I've authored four books, the most recent being You, Me, Life Dreams, and its companion workbook, and also my first two books, Activating Compassion and its companion workbook. And then I'm also a collaborator on a fifth book called Embraced by the Divine, The Enlightened Woman's Gateway to Power, Passion, and Purpose. Um, really incredible book there. You can check that out at www.embracedbythedivine.com. And then in addition to that, I've created the True North Tour and also uh, where I did the Activating Compassion Tour or the Compassion Tour for a while. And those are multi-state nationwide tours, including workshops, retreats, seminars, book signings, all kinds of great events going on. And I'm in the process of working up some events for 2017. I know I've been laying low in 2016, but um, this work is a big piece that I'm bringing up right now. And I know you're going to be very excited to be able to attend the events and the things that are going on for that as they come up. Now, um, that is something, by the way, too, you can follow all of those things through my website as well as catch our archived shows there at jessieannicholsgeorge1.com. Now, just a reminder, if you enjoy the show today, and I know you're going to enjoy this show, so I shouldn't say if, right? Make certain that you tell your friends, family, people about it. You know, just click that share button because this is one of those shows that you could literally change somebody's life with. Um, Moss does some incredible work. He works at very high frequencies. And this is one of those things that anybody who tunes in is going to benefit from it. So make sure you click that share button in there. And they can use the same link to get into the live, to the archive show as you're listening to it in the live show. And then they can do that at their convenience. All of our shows are available also um, at podcasts at iTunes, TuneIn.com, and again, through my YouTube channel. So um, lots of options depending on what somebody's preference is there. Now, those that have listened in before, you know I like to delve in each week, turn the page, and take a new look at a, a name for God from the 72 Names of God by Yehuda Burke, who is a Kabbalah master. And those that know me, you know I'm kind of an eclectic person. I like a little blend of everything <laughs> in there. And I like Yehuda's work, though, because he takes the big, giant concepts he puts them into everyday language where they become a little more challenge, tangible for us and a little more relatable for us. So this week, when I flip the page, I have one that, of course, is going to fit perfectly with our guest today, right? It's called The Common Name of God Today is Diamond in the Rough. And he goes on to give a little uh, message at the beginning here. He says, diamonds are the crystalline form of carbon. Pressure over millions of years transforms a chunk of coal into a precious jewel. In the same way, all of life's problems can be transformed into sparkling opportunities. And with this name, it doesn't have to take millions of years. Now, the insight that he goes on to give with us is, the moment we shift our consciousness and recognize the spiritual values concealed within our hardships, a sparkling new diamond is formed. What's more, the bigger our obstacles, the more sparkling the diamond we create. Kabbalah teaches that this name is the secret spiritual tool used by Moses to bring manna from heaven when the Israelites were starving in the desert. Manna could have any taste a person could wish for. And with this sacred name of God, 
We gain the power to change darkness into light and burdens into blessings. And we have the ability to transform all our circumstances into sources of joy and fulfillment. A word of caution, our own consciousness directly influences our reality. Namely, if our headspace is negative, if we are self-absorbed or feeling victimized by a problem, a chunk of coal remains a chunk of coal. What's more, the diamonds we already possess will inevitably slip through our fingers, lost until we raise our consciousness. And the meditation that Yehuda goes on to give with us today is, here you accomplish nothing less than the complete transformation of negative situations into positive opportunities and blessings. Mama rains down upon you. Life begins to taste like anything your soul desires or imagines. And, you know, boy, if I handpicked a message out, I don't think I could have picked a more perfect one <laughs> for this week than this one because it so relates to the work that our guest does. Now, again, the common name of God that we're dealing with this week is Diamond in the Rough, and the formal name is Resh Hayayan. Resh Hayayan. So um, very interesting there. And that piece of things, as well as the code interpretation for the week, which I'm going to give here in just a, a minute here, um, are both on my page of the Main Street Universe tab on my website, jessianniclesgeorge, the number one.com. So that way you can go back and you can reflect on them throughout the week and, you know, look at them. Because I do those things. I go back and go, okay, what am I working with this week? What is the, the concept I'm giving some attention to and letting my mind delve into a little bit there? Now, a little insight here to just kind of take a look at where we're heading, maybe the, the kind of direction we're heading on today's show. And this will give you a little something to think about while, when we go on break here in a moment. Do you listen to when source is calling you? Or do you kick, resist, and fuss over the path laid at your feet? So many people will automatically answer yes if you ask them if they want greater abundance in their life. And they will say that they want it all. And many pay thousands of dollars a year trying to find the magical fix that is going to make them rich overnight. They race and race and race to gain so much of what is in the material world. And people will tell you, give me health, happiness, money, relationships. And we are programmed with the mentality of give me more and give it to me faster. And what is interesting is that our soul knows magnificent speed by which we can create a life that we love. It knows that a split second can turn everything around. And if we didn't know this within our core at some level, we couldn't buy into the programming we are being given. And this is a key factor in how programming works. It takes a piece of the truth, then distorts it around until it fits what you want things to be and have in the material world. And it plays to all our addictions and other programming that you've received. And it plays to your core beliefs about yourself. However, with all the things out there, Many people miss the real key that unlocks them to limitless abundance and joy in all areas of their life. And it actually is very simple and very easy, yet people still tend to resist it 
with all their might. They kick and scream and say, I don't want to do that, or that isn't any fun, or why are you making me suffer? They are saying all of this in a format that is no, no, no. However, what we really want to learn in this process is to say yes, 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 yes. So why do we do this? Why do we say no to receiving what we want and then lead ourselves to believe we are still trying to get it? Really interesting, the dichotomy of all of this, I would say. And in the process of looking out there for the magic pill, we miss that what we are really seeking is to get into an energetic wave that is in alignment with spirit. See, it really isn't about doing these 20 things or using those big marketing techniques. It's about saying yes to the source of abundance and spirit. Yet most are too busy saying no and living in old patterns that they don't even realize they are saying no. And one of the big blocks in this process is self-worth. If we place our ability to gain abundance outside of ourselves, then we always have something to blame instead of being responsible for our own actions. And we do this because most of us have early programming that says you are not worthy of divine alignment. Or perhaps you were indoctrinated with the concept that you cannot be one or equal with God or the divine, but are a peon to be judged and reprimanded. In the moment of yes, cluttered and distorted programming takes over, leading us to think that we are saying yes when we are really saying no. A little confusing probably there, right? (laughs) But all of our fears come rushing in along with our doubts and concerns of being good enough a.k.a. worthy of such love and expansion. Not to mention, many simply do not remember being in all of this greatness and incorporating it into their earthly life is foreign. When these things come up for you, stop and pause and take a moment to get still and say no to the distortions in the programming and say yes to all that spirit is offering you. When we surrender into the divine embrace, we open one of the most amazing doors ever. And it is in this state that we can clear out all of that mental clutter, distortion, and distraction, and connect with our true and whole self, which is full and limitless, and that's abundance for all areas of our life. Are you saying no or yes? something to think about. Now, moving on to our code energy for this week, it's about pursuing the opportunities you have at hand and that are coming in. You have done the work, and now it is time to reap the rewards. And this is a time where you may experience successes or victories. After having gone through a period of what felt like trials, tests, initiation, and this is a great time for getting recognized for your achievements and making advancements in the world. And keep in mind that this success comes from and is created through wise choices using ancient wisdom and walking in compassion and integrity. And these are the successes that come out of being humble to your knees and being willing to stand again. I'm going to take a short break, and when I return, I will have Masa Jati with me, and he's going to be sharing his work in redesigning and reprogramming your blueprint. And the song that I've got for you during our break is called Walking Down the Road Again. It's by Claire Hedin, 
And you can certainly find out more about the work and the music that Claire is doing, all of her work with the earth that she is doing through her website, um, www.clairehedin.com, and that's C-L-A-R-E-H-E-D-I-N.com. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Walking down the road again Something new to find I'm walking down the road again I've got my peace of mind And I feel like chasing Welcome back. You are listening to Code Connection. My name is Jessie Ann Nichols-George, and I'm your hostess today. 
That song is by Claire Tadine. It's called Walking Down the Road Again, and deep appreciation for Claire, who has been allowing me to use her music throughout the entire time I've been running my show. Um, really appreciate all that she's done along the way. Beautiful, beautiful soul and spirit. And you can catch up with more of her work at www.clairehedin.com. That's C-L-A-R-E-H-E-D-I-N.com. Today I have with me Mark Sajati, who through near-death experiences was gifted with incredible intuitive and healing ability. And Moss works on the core frequency level to help redesign and reprogram your blueprint, materializing fast and tangible results and manifesting abundance in all areas of life. He continues to open to higher levels of awareness where miracles can and do happen. Moss works as a conduit for pure energy to manifest healing from a higher energy field. And this work can impact all areas of creating 360 degrees of abundance. Over time, his healing abilities have magnified, generating significant shifts at the core level. And we are looking today at Moscow Jotty's work and learning about the experiences that helped him to open to the magnificent gifts that he shares with the world. And you can learn more about his work through his website, www.mosfajadi.com, and that's M-A-S hyphen S-A-J-A-D-Y. Moss, it is an absolute pleasure to have you here on Code Connection. Jesse, thank you so much for having me. And, you know, you you have an amazing breadth of work because I know you've been <laughs> doing your work for a while now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would love for you to share with people some of your story of what led you to getting into this work that you're doing now. Uh, well, the two near-death experiences, you know, the first one really opened me to the time. Um, uh, and this was early in my 20s, you know, early 20s, where I was searching for who I was, so I went through the route of, you know, studying all the religions. I went through the route of, uh, which didn't do it for me, by the way, because it opened up more questions that nobody could really answer. So I thought, uh, you know, making a lot of money, you know, motivational, uh, you know, uh, books and so on was the route. And then they opened up a lot of questions. Um, I got my answer uh, when I had my second near-death experience. I'm sorry, my first near-death experience, where uh, my jaws got crushed in, uh, in a warehouse accident. And uh, at the time, I was pulling pulling away from my body, just floating away from my body. And I started to notice that my body was there, and I was over here. And then I go, well, if my body's there, what am I doing here? And that was uh, the biggest, say, awakening that I've ever had. Uh, or anybody could actually have, is to understand that you are much grander than the well, the culmination of all your experiences, because that's what we think we are. You know, if we ask, like, who you are, you would say, well, I'm a lawyer, I'm a this, I'm a mom, you know, I'm, or worse yet, I'm so-and-so's wife or husband, right? Uh, so we really don't identify us as, say, being spirit, having human form, uh, what we do is identify humans having a spiritual, you know, experience, and that's I think a lot of people on your show that I'm tapping into can experience that as well. So 
that was the first near death. Uh, again, understanding that we're much grander than anything we could be, and you know the experiences that we have in here in physical form is only say maybe like one percent of what's really out there for us, and that's what we concentrate like ninety nine percent of all our time. So it's actually the if you flip it around. Uh, you'll get that one percent that you're looking for, that abundance that you're looking for. So, I um, I love that you bring that piece up, and I'm going to jump in here a little bit because mm-hmm. I'm constantly telling people we're not meant to do all this overworking <laughs> stuff. No, you know, no. we're we're meant to be connected a heck of a lot more than we we are, and that's where our attention's supposed to be. So, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, and just by the way, Jess, uh, uh, your f- audience might not be familiar with me. As we speak, um, just note that I'm working on you. Even on the recordings, you know, if you listen to this later on, uh, I'll be working on you as well. So you might feel a little different uh, during this interview. So just be aware of that. And that's uh, that's really powerful. And it's it's. Interesting, I was listening to as you were talking, and you were talking that when your jaws got crushed, that that was a time of coming into your power. And, of course, we were talking a little bit before the show, and my thing is, is understanding codes. And when I looked mm-hmm. at the codes of jaws being crushed, it literally has to do with coming into one's own power. And uh-huh. for you particularly, it brought in an energy of um, of, of driving home the, the energy pattern of being in the world but not of it so much um, right. and, exactly. and making that spiritual connection. So it's great to hear you talk about that. So then you had a second one that came up? Yes. Yeah, the second one was uh, quite interesting. It it took me really beyond, say, that tunnel of light. You know, everybody, well, there's a lot of people that go through a near-death experience. I think there's hundreds and hundreds uh, every day that happen just in the U.S. Uh, so what makes me different um, is that the the second near-death was a drowning, and there again I was getting sucked into this tunnel, this underwater tunnel that I couldn't get out of. Um, and in that in that case, uh, I let go of my body. I submitted my will, uh, you know, so to speak, in in, in religious texts, and then I was released. And then I felt the grandness again, just like last time, uh, the first time I had uh, I had that experience. Uh, I rippled through the rocks and rippled through the water, and then I sent it into this beautiful blue heavenly space, uh, past the tunnel of light. I went through the tunnel of light and then way past it. Uh, and most people get say stuck in the tunnel of light and then come come back down. So uh, anyway, I passed through the tunnel of light. Um, and this time around, I started to notice that, uh, well, first, there is no time and space. Uh, right? and, and, and at that level, you can do anything, you can be anything, uh, you are complete. There's, there's, well, there's nothing that you really need to do or be really at that level uh, because you are everything. You're very complete. Uh, but then uh, after a little bit, not exactly sure how because, again, there's no time and space, but I, I transformed into... Say not even identifying myself as a human form, you know, or an identity, but actually coming in as just complete spirit. Uh, and I and I expanded into say a universe of my own, if you will. Uh, and that was quite quite amazing. 
uh, I don't know how I got back, but uh, it seems like I just kind of blacked out uh, or it, somebody turned the switch off. And then I found myself like 50 yards above above uh, river, uh, above the river, which was pretty miraculous in itself. So divine intervention, I got pulled out of the tunnel. Uh, and, and I was completely fine. Um, and uh, But the important thing is that um, I brought the knowledge down from that beautiful blue space into, well, physical form, and that's what I do. I can, uh, I can say, reprogram people. I can edit people. Uh, I can transform any area of your life. Like you say, it's just code. Well, I see that code. I see them as frequencies, and then I can adjust, say, the modalities or the modules, right, um, modulation of those frequencies, and that's how you shift, no matter what it is. Uh, with amazing results, actually, from what I'm seeing. I find this with the frequency energy because it is something that is uh, everything in the universe vibrates on a frequency. And, you know, again, yes. as you were talking, I was sitting here going, okay, what happened in that circumstances from my understanding of things mm-hmm. in my realm? Mm-hmm. And you have two things with the drowning um was about receiving higher assistance, and I saw in there also when you talked about submitting the will um, that that also opened a door to purpose and true right. purpose. So um, really exciting to to listen to that aspect. And uh, like yourself, I've, I've had that experience of coming down. Now dealing with the frequencies, I I have a good understanding of that. You have a good understanding of that, that it's an energy vibration. But maybe you can elaborate a little bit more on what frequencies are for people that sure. are just kind of coming in and they're like, well, okay, it's energy, but I, what is that? <laughs> what is that? Yeah, um, sure. You know, And we see it from, say, the physical point backwards, and that's why we really don't get, uh, understand it or grasp it really well. But just think of it, uh, you know, the color the color red, color orange, you know, if you look at it, uh, say, you know, on, a, on, a, on an oscilloscope or a machine, you know, it has a certain frequency, right? Um, the uh, gold has a certain frequency. Anything, say, physical has a frequency to generate what it is. So if you put it on a machine and if you could read the frequencies like I do, you go, oh, this is a tree bark and you can see what type of tree bark it is, actually, by the frequencies it generates. So it gets to that level. So your life is, say, made up of, say, tons and tons of different frequencies, thousands of different frequencies, which I call a frequency signature that creates your life or creates patterns in your life. Uh, say maybe a better example for you, uh, for, for your audience, is, um, say, the apps on your smartphone, right? We all have smartphones pretty much, uh, and there's tons of little apps, right? And these apps, they run, and they perform certain functions. Uh, so you have thousands of different apps that perform certain functions. Uh, some of the default apps that were brought in, you know, through your birth, through your family lineage, through your past lives, and so on, uh, they're not functioning at the highest level possible. In fact, they're distorting you, Okay. Uh, and and just like smartphones, we try to turn them off, we try to delete them, but then on the background they're still running. You know, you're just it's taking up a lot of resources, it's taking a lot of say information, uh, and then for some reason 
you know, we run into the say the same situations over and over again. That's why that happens because those underlying frequencies uh, run your life or dictate uh, uh, your life or your purpose in, in life. Did that make sense, or should I explain more? I could explain it, more, I guess, if you could, if you want me to. Yeah, and, and you're definitely welcome to elaborate. We have time here, which is great. <laughs> and, sure. sure. Um, so, yeah, these, these frequencies are kind of like wave patterns that operate at different paces and um, flows of the energy. Um, well, you know, well, let's just back up a little bit. Maybe this will help okay. too in the audience. Is that uh, the way I see it? Is that you know you have say a base level, uh, and that's your physical level, okay? Uh, and that's where say uh, chiropractics, you know, was. And I'm just talking about say physical type issues here, but this could pertain to anything. Uh, physical, you know, like uh, chiropractics, uh, Western medicine, uh, surgeries, right? Uh, things of that nature, medicine, prescription drug, uh, foods, right? all those things, exercise, uh, all those things are physical level. Uh, and then you get into, say, that second level, and this is where, say, the energy medicines, energy modalities come into psychic abilities, uh, most intuitive abilities, most healers and so on, uh, they're at that level. Right, the chakra systems, the aura systems, uh, the electrical energy field of the body that gets created or generated. Right, uh, uh, that's that because we're all physical uh, electromagnetic beings. So that's at that level, and then you have a couple layers, layer three and four, which is really a bridge to the fifth layer, um, and that fifth layer is actually your spirit layer. So your spirit layer actually creates the form that we see as our physical body. So our physical body is actually say frequencies. It's just, it's not really here. It's not really as solid as we think it is. It's literally a frequency that we see. So when we see it at that level, at that, if you're at that spirit level, and that's what I've been gifted with, um, it's your blueprint level, or your spirit level, or your core level. Um, you know, I use all those that terminology. Um, but if you can edit somebody, or transform somebody at that level, uh, a lot of times you get, say, immediate shifts uh, in the physical level. People, say, start to walk uh, after 25, 30 years of not being able to walk, or tumors start to, say, disappear and so on like that uh, almost within days or uh, or soon thereafter. Uh, those are, uh, by the way, those aren't, say, extreme examples. They're, say, normal or common examples with what I do, uh, and that does happen. Or people start coming into money, or better relationships, or whatever it is, because again, it's the core level frequency that dictates your life, not what you do here physically. Did that make sense? Yes. Uh, so, okay. so we're actually having to step into that spirit form to create the change, or make that connection with spirit self to make the change. Um, it's not exactly. so much the physical action that we're taking as much as it is the energy that we're operating on, kind of like the uh, OS system. What OS system are you using on your computer? Exactly. Um, you know, and, and you can use the example of, um, well, here, this is a great example, uh, and it's actually 
documented, and there's actually a few examples. Um, but back in the 70s, and there was recent ones, by the way, too. Um, but anyway, back in the 70s, the Psychology of Journal of Psychology, I believe it was, some magazine like that. Um, anyway, there's this this individual who had multiple personalities. Uh, the first personality, they put him on and tested him, and he had diabetes. So he had liver, not liver failure, kidney failure. Kidney failure, you know, blood sugar issues and so on like that. Um, and then he switched to his other personality, and they put him on that test again. Uh, and in this case, there was no signs of, say, liver, uh, kidney failure. Uh, there was no signs of, well, diabetes or anything like that. So, you know, what really changed? You know, your spirit, in his case, because there's like multiple spirits, uh, that changed. The physical form had to change, dictated by, say, the spirit level. So that's how fast your body can, say, change and well, change into a new form um, and so on. So that's that's the level that we're talking about. So that's at the level, say, that I work at. Obviously, I can't, say, edit, say, somebody that quickly. Sometimes I can, but uh, a lot of times it takes a little time to transform like that. But people do transform. I think there's a lot of people sitting up there going, whoa, okay. Um, yeah. And, and I have a lot of intelligent listeners. I'm very blessed. I actually have mm-hmm. psychologists and psychiatrists and things listening in. And and I know that they're sitting there going, okay, yeah, I remember that. I'm thinking, you know, I, I can connect with that. Mm-hmm. And yet there's a lot of people out there still going, wow. I mean, the 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 thought that we could shift that much. And, and I agree with you, Moss, because I think so many times we make these shifts so complicated and right. so much harder than they have to be. But I think based on what you're sharing with us, that it's because we're trying to make all those shifts from the physical level instead exactly. of from the spirit level. You're absolutely correct on that. You know, there's so many people that go, you know, Moss, my relationship, I just, you know, I just can't connect with somebody uh, at a deeper level or I get abused. Let's just use abuse, for example. Uh, you know, it starts out good and then a few months later I get abused, you know. Uh, and then I, you know, break that relationship up and then, you know, I start again and then I get abused, you know, and over and over and over. You know, why does that happen? You know, you think that you did something wrong physically like, what am I doing wrong, um, you know, to get that abuse? But, you know, a lot of times when I look at people like that, they might have brought in something from a previous lifetime or it's something that might have been in their family lineage. You know, their mother might have been, say, abused, and they just run that same pattern. I'll have what mom's having, basically, uh, in this lifetime. Uh, so they just attract the abuse. So, But when you disconnect that program, right, that little mini app that's running for you, um, you'll see, like almost overnight, that uh, one, the abusive relationships that you have just cannot exist anymore. They just like walk away or float away uh, very soon. And then two, you start attracting, say, different types of people that just won't abuse you. It's really that simple, guys. Um, but we try to do it the other way around. You know, we try to go, okay, what am I doing physically, and I'm going to fix this physically, and then it takes a lot of willpower, you know, to stay there, to, say, change the underlying core frequencies. Uh, but if you do it the other way and understand it the other way, then it's pretty easy. 
It's just like you reprogram yourself, and then you operate from that new program. And and what you're doing is really reinforcing for people in your own way this concept that the physical is always going to respond to the spiritual. So where our mind is at, where our heart is at, is always going to trigger a reaction or response in the physical. The physical does not dictate the rest of it necessarily. Um, yes. So if, if yes. big challenges are there and somebody's hitting these big walls and they're like, I, I don't get it, I don't get it, they mm-hmm. need to stop and go, hey, I'm operating or this is telling me if it's this hard and this difficult, I'm operating primarily on a physical level instead of right. stepping away and getting getting that connection in there. Exactly. Right. Um, and the best way to do that really is simply by just noticing. I mean, I can do it much faster for you. I'm just kind of that spiritual geek. But if you want to do it on your own, you know, you just notice wherever you are. Notice exactly what you're doing, um, you know, and uh, and you become present. And you become so present if you practice long enough, uh, that you start connecting to your spirit level or your higher self. Uh, your spirit awakens and goes, wait a second, I'm not supposed to be in a sense of lack because I come from, you know, that grandness, that completeness, and then that's where your life turns around. So I really just awaken your spirit at, say, a quick, fast, efficient level, and then everything else takes care of itself. This is a powerful place because I think for a lot of people, they get wrapped up in whatever that programming is running. And I know there's many people, you know, certainly parents usually have the best intention for their children. But many times in those young years, the programming comes up. You're not worthy of this. You know, our family can't have that. you know, these self-worth patterns, these um, self-defeating patterns are run over and over again. I mean, if we just look at the media, we look at TV, it's constantly telling you you're missing something, you're not good enough, you're, you know, these kind of patterns. Right. So we're exactly. exposed to them at such a high or I should say massive amount. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some people sit there and go, yeah, but when I'm in that overwhelmed state, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, it's really hard for me to stop and get that connection or that flow going. Um, of course. In there. Yeah, because you're always, yeah, I mean, you're always, say, searching outside of yourself to improve yourself, and you're never going to find it there. It really is coming, stepping back into yourself, really. Because, uh, you know, you're really complete. You really, really are complete, just exactly say, the way you were if you were awakened. Uh, there's nothing I instill in you, really. Uh, I just say awaken you and just polish you up so you see who you are at a complete level. Uh, and then that's where your grandness starts to shine. And that's where, uh, again, you start becoming abundant in any in any, in any any realm, you know, 360 degrees of abundance. Really. Uh, you know, and I think that that's really amazing because... Our natural tendency, most most people will go through life totally asleep to who they are, yeah. totally oh, un-remembering 
their soul self and where they came from and that they really are this fullness. And I, I mentioned that in the, what I read prior to bringing you on today, um, that we, we do, we just, we get wrapped up in this world and, it's, and, and we get that program running that, no, you can't possibly be one. And like yourself, I went through the world religions <laughs> and yep. those things, and it's like, it's not working, it's not working, <laughs> it's not working. Yep. And exactly. I had to get to my peak. But uh, I, I do, I think there's just so many people out there in many ways, and I'm glad to see a lot of people awakening too. I don't want to sound, you know, like wish everybody's in that space, but we are, we're, we're heavily taught, and even by the churches and religions and things like that, that you can't possibly be equal with divine. You can't possibly be equal with that energy. And that's a, um, that's a big thing for people to break past. Um, that's true. In fact, I see people who are, uh, I see tons of people actually, um, uh, is that, you know, uh, and again, not to pick on any specific religion, but specifically the Catholic religion. You're born in sin, you live in sin, uh, and then they're really too afraid to die. So what happens to those people is that uh, they start wrapping around the person that takes care of them, you know, their loved ones and so on like that. And then they integrate. They actually live in the other person's body. Their frequencies do. Uh, because they're too afraid to go into that heavenly space. Uh, or they live in limbo. You know, and never, never land with no time, no space, because again, they're not aware. Uh, so that's true. Uh, religion or any ideology like that uh, really drops you down, thinking that you're not good enough to even meet your maker. Really, whether you call it God, I call it pure source, just because it steps away from all the definitions there. Um, you know, and you start to really understand who you are again at a grander level. I always, I always tell people I go go with whatever works for you, <laughs> but if it's all based on fear, <laughs> you're 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 not making that connection. <laughs> no, you know, not at all. If it's not fear based, so you're not making that connection. So, right. what does somebody start to feel like when they start to make this connection? When they they start remembering, they start going, oh yeah, I. I remember this power, this influence, this, uh, right. you know, whatever piece here. It's, is that disorientating for people sometimes, do you think? Is that for, um, for some people, well, for, well, I've worked on tens of thousands of people since, you know, I started like 2011, I think. Um, so not a, a lot of people in that short time. But, um, yeah, what happens statistically is about, say, about 30% just walk forward. They really just radically shift, uh, and they just walk forward with, like, a new identity, a new outlook, a new pattern, whatever it is, uh, without, say, detox. Um, and then the other 30%, 40%, uh, depending on, like, maybe a few hours of detox to, say, a couple weeks or maybe a few months of detox, of say, letting go. Um, and that is that, you know, the program underneath, say, is shifted, you know, at the at spirit level. But then since we live in a time frame, a time factor, uh, well, what happens is we have to, say, 
change you know our physical identity we have to let go of say some friends or relationships or you know, addictive patterns all that so it takes a little while for people say to come into it although addictions they just um, for the most part they just like quit and they just they don't have any cravings or anything like that so they have to like say hold on to some of their patterns okay. uh, well let me put it another way make it easier for um, for the listeners here um, say that you know I, I say a work on you or something happens right you have a near death or whatever that just awakens you you still go through that time of uh, reacclimating yourself to your new identity right some people hold on to their new identity a little too long uh, and they and they want to say change but they still want to hold on and that just doesn't work out so they have a little pain as they go through it. So yes, they do get disoriented. Uh, if they have physical issues, especially like um, nerve type issues that I work on, their nerve systems might, you know, get a little worse before it gets a little better. Um, so there's all sorts of uh, ranges. Some people actually, if they've forgotten their childhood, if they've been abused and so on, you know, all those memories start running into their mind again, not to distort them but to come back into them so they understand it from a different perspective, and then they can walk away from it. So it's a letting go process. Uh, and then there's more and more people, uh, not more and more people, but say other people who've been, say, controlled either by, you know, an outside source, somebody, you know, spirit level or somebody physical that needs to get pulled away, right? As they pull away, they don't want to disconnect from you because they're, you know, you're their source of, say, food, um, you know, for their food source, so uh, they is, um, they they tend to take a little longer as well. So, um, yeah. Yes, go right ahead. Uh, well, I was just going to say, there's, there's you know, there's uh, again from say somebody feeling it. Well, uh, most people actually do feel something when I work on them, like right away, pretty much. Um, but the transformations just take a little while uh, for people, uh, uh, depending on like maybe an hour to say a few months. And then some of the extreme cases, you know, about 5% of the people I work on, it takes maybe a year or a little longer uh, just because they're really fearful. Uh, they're really fearful or they are controlled or controlling. So they want to control everything that happens in their life. So those things, you know, the, it takes a little while for the layers to un, 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 unwrap uh, before they actually start to, say, transform or see things physically. So, so what, what you're saying, if I'm understanding correctly, would be that the more somebody is willing to so-called surrender to yes. this process, to release, the faster, the quicker things are going to transform and shift for them. Um, uh, yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Um, um, yes. Um, I was going to say something else, but then it just slipped out of my mind. Um, and oh, the thing is that uh, the one caveat to that is that, say you have, say again, like a controlling, say source, right? That dictates. Because uh, some people have. Well, let's let's take a look at this. People who have, say. Uh, really good intuition. Right? Uh, a lot of times that intuition, where is that source coming from? 
uh, a lot of times it's not of a pure source. It's, it's a controlling source. Um, and this is where, again, uh, kind of going back to religion. By the way, I'm not a religious in any way, although religion is, you know, it's a great resource uh, if, if, if read well to understand how things work. Um, but when they say the sins of the father, right, uh, or, or when they say, um, you know, you're uh, selling your soul to the devil, say somewhere up in your family tree, somebody actually did say sell their soul to the devil, and that's where they got their abilities, right? Or they came into some pure abilities, and then they wanted more abilities. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of, uh, maybe I'm talking about this because I'm seeing a good segment of your, say, listeners in this in this pattern. Uh, and then what happens is that, um, well, that person up the family tree gets distorted. Okay? Uh, but say once you sign that contract, right, because they wanted more power, more abilities, once they sign that contract, everybody below that family tree gets affected. So now you have, say, the gifts from that person, but then you also have come with the contract, uh, and that's where you know, uh, that wounded healer type syndrome or a lot of, say, psychologists that they just can't resolve their own issues, things like that, or although they help tons of people, right, uh, and so on. They have that intuitive ability uh, and so on and so on. That's where that uh, that knowledge or that, uh, again, that distortion in your life comes from. So if you work on people, uh, whether it's, you know, psychology or Western medicine or you know, energy medicines, and you get tired a lot, Okay. or you're not well yourself, or you're not abundant yourself, uh, then there's a source there that actually, say, is providing you with knowledge and information, but then they're also taking uh, parts of your spirit away from you as well. So it's kind of like a loan shark. That's really interesting because that's a piece that a lot of people are not told when they're doing yes. healing work or Reiki work yes. or things like that. And I, I've heard that from a lot of people, even people who are, uh, you know, third, fourth, fifth generation, whatever, healers mm-hmm. along the way. Um, yep. That, oh, I get, I get tired or I, I do okay for a while and then I, I drain out. Um, yep, and, exactly. You know, I think even times when, there can even be a shift. Is that possible? And I'm I'm just pondering various healers I know right now as you're saying this. Um, is it possible that a healer is able to hold their energy with a lot of people, but then they get to somebody and their energy gets drained out? Is it possible that that um, negative energy is something connected to the person they're working on? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, or sometimes, uh, and again, I'm just kind of reading the audience. So, I, by the way, I just work on you as a whole and then in subgroups as well, and that's why these things come up. So uh, they might not even relate to what we're talking about, Jess, but so just be aware of it. But your audience kind of needs to hear it. So sometimes what happens is that, say you've been well-controlled, right, or you've come down that family lineage, uh, and then you marry into somebody that controls you uh, because they're like, say, an agent of that dark source that will control you. Uh, so, yes, that happens. Uh, clients come in. You'll get a client or you'll attract clients that is, say, an agent of the dark source that, say, perpetuates uh, 
you being controlled uh, by your abilities. And that's why you get drained. That's why you get, say, mutilated for some of you out there. Wow. That's kind of scary. And, and I, uh, I know that I have people... I know that I have people out there right now. The questions are going off, <laughs> and they're I saying, "I see that. I can see that." You know, I can, and and I can, I can hear them saying, "Okay, so what do I do when I become aware that somebody has this darker, heavier right. energy drain coming through them?" And and I know consciously or whatever on the on the surface they're a caring person, but this energy is lingering in their sphere. Of course. What do I do with that? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, and, and furthermore, it really happens when you're a conscious, uh, conscious caring person uh, and say that person is dying and they're fearful. Uh, and then what do you do? You open up your heart space, right? And they just walk in and then they control you even after they're dead. Uh, I see a lot of uh, people in your audience that way as well. So what do you do with that? Once you understand, again, start to become really aware of anything that happens in your body. In fact, you know, we do the 21-day meditations and all that stuff. I mean, I just do it faster for you, but for you to do it on your own. Uh, again, start to become aware of, say, your frequencies, how you resonate on your own. Okay, uh, And then when people start coming into your, say, area or realm, you'll start to see how you resonate when certain people come in to your area. And just being aware, that's all you really have to do. You start, say, getting hold or understanding how to, well, one, run energies, but then also how to protect yourself. Uh, and then, you know, they'll start, uh, you'll start, say, creating frequencies of your own to, say, shun away people so they don't even come near you. It, it takes a little while. Mm -hmm to do it on your own, uh, but uh, but that can happen. But again, I just do it faster for you. So, so it's, it's just, again, that process of getting aware, stopping, yes. pausing, pausing, getting aware, getting present in the moment, and coming back to self, making that connection. Yes, exactly, exactly. Okay. Really, and and not just being aware, like consciously, you know, like where uh, you're aware. Um, but you know, I, I always say, notice the details, or notice what you notice. So notice the details of the details. So uh, get really inquisitive uh, on on everything that happens. Again, which brings you back into uh, you know the present moment. You know, I'm sure many of you have been in your house for a long time, right? But uh, and it's become so rote to you, you're under hypnosis. I mean, you could turn the lights off, it'd be pitch black, and you could walk around your house, uh, no problem, right? Uh, so you are unaware of a lot of things that are actually happening uh, around you that you're unaware of. So even in that situation, start to look at your house differently, around the rooms differently, and you'll start to see a lot of things that you've never, say, paid attention to. Um, it's not about paying attention to your house. Uh, but it's really what happens is it brings you into, say, a present moment so deep that your spirit starts connecting at a much higher level, integrating with you, and that's how your spirit starts to awaken. I can relate to that very much. Um, 
particularly through the last couple of years, I've been through a lot of shifts and transformations, and people that have listened into the show are familiar with it. <laughs> but right. um, that process of being so much in the moment, so much of not worrying about, okay, what would I like to have necessarily as much as what do I have to work with right now? What is this right. moment offering? What's in my life at this moment? And that process has tuned me into such an amazing level of abundance. Uh, it, you've talked about the surrender piece, and I have literally had times in this last winter that I just surrendered and said, hey, if it's my time to go, go right ahead. <laughs> you know, you can yeah. take me. You know, when I'm laying in a vehicle and it's minus 30 and minus 40 degrees outside, mm. and uh you know, and you feel that cold air go into your lungs, and yep. it's like, okay. <laughs> but then it's like I woke up the next day, and I stood up, and it was like there was such an amazing power there um, right. that was just like that 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 energy of just totally surrendering, just being able to, to completely let go and experience the moment. Um, as you're um, saying, is is just truly, truly incredible to do. Right. You know, most of us, you know, we we have or we classify emotions as negative emotions and positive emotions. You know, and then we stay away from the negative emotions, and we want to be in the positive emotions all the time, um, and that's how we gauge uh, our life. And guys, that's really not true. I always say, don't listen to your emotions because it's miscalibrated. Um, you know, you're not at the level to listen to your emotions, again, because of the uh, miscalibration. Um, so if you're in a situation, no matter what it is, uh, no matter how dark it is, you know, you don't have to jump into your happy space or try to jump into your happy space. That just keeps you in that quagmire. It really is, say, more beneficial for you to really be in that space. So if you're, say, drowning in debt, just be aware of it. Just break down and cry and do whatever you need to do and really start to feel it, uh, how it feels to be drowning in debt, for example, or if your relationship is not working out. Um, if you really, say, get into it and just let go, uh, you'll see yourself from your spirit perspective, a higher level. It's like it's It's like you watching over yourself crying or doing whatever that you do. Uh, about your situation. That's how, say, uh, amazingly awakening this is. Um, the thing about that is you actually start to, say, enjoy that 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 time. Uh, I know it sounds crazy. You actually start to enjoy, say, the, the depth of darkness that you're in. It's not because of the situation. It's because it's because you've awoken yourself to your spirit. Uh, and that connection between you and spirit is always calming. It's always beautiful. It's always, say, that sense of grace and love for you. Um, that happens really all I the can, time if you really got into it. I can relate this to an aspect of a couple of things. Um, one, when we don't allow ourselves to go into feeling what's there and what's happening and to really go into those depths, we're really creating a resistance. We're really creating a rejection. And when we do that, 
We're saying no to spirit. We're saying no to assistance. We're saying no to having anything, really. Um, And then the other piece of what you were talking about, I, I so agree with you because you can hit that point at one point in your life. You see something and you think, oh, this is suffering so much. And then you hit a whole different space and you go, Wow, you know, I'm really blessed. I have less than what I thought was suffering. And all of a sudden the light turns around and you kind of go, I'm so incredibly blessed. And I have so much. And I think that's what happens if I'm understanding what you're describing right uh, Right. to people when they allow themselves to go in that space. They open to that magnificence. And, you know, if you hate yourself, just just admit it. Just say, hey, God, you know, just get really into it and hate yourself. Uh, and actually that will turn around for you as well, again, because your spirit awakens uh, and you start to say, really understand the beauty and grace that you are. And you start to really love yourself from a deeper perspective, not what society thinks of you. Maybe that's coming up because there's a lot of people. Oh, God. About 40%, 50% of your listeners uh, from what I'm getting are kind of in that realm. It's like they're always trying to be better because they're, they're always thinking that there's something wrong. Anyway, the best way to resolve that, guys, is really to understand, uh, or really get into, say, the patterns of hate or disrespect for yourself or all those things, negative emotions. Really get into it, and then and then you'll see that you can let it go, and you'll see it from a different perspective because your spirit walks in and takes over. Uh, and that's where you, well ascend higher, uh, and your natural gifts start to come in, and that your abundance starts to come in. Uh, if you read any biography about, say, successful individuals, uh, they've gone to, say, the deepest, darkest, darkest depths at some level, and then in that instant, they always say something turned around for them. Uh, but most of us don't allow us ourselves to get into those deeper, darker depths. Right? We always try to scramble and stay away from it. But just submit your will, and your spirit will take over. It always does. You know, I have an interesting philosophy on that. <laughs> I have the thought that oftentimes we create those dark spaces just so we can experience the magnificent creator side of ourselves. Because we're not listening and going there on our own a lot of times to connect and until we drop into that space. And I'm not saying we have to do that, but no. for a lot of people, uh, until they drop into that space, they don't make that connection. True. Uh, that is true. And, you know, um, you know, just to add on to what you're saying, uh, I think any situation, whether it's dark or light, is always an opportunity you know, if you understand, uh, say, this experience, uh, to catapult yourself higher and higher to understanding who you are at a depth or at a higher level. So that connection with spirit and you get integrated more and more. No matter if you're going through a dark space, uh, you know, a space of, like, brilliance or a space of beauty or ecstasy, you know, or divine, say, sexual pleasure, whatever it might be, uh, or even uh, taking drugs. Uh, again, all those, say, negative experiences that we think are negative uh, can 
actually say catapult you to higher realms if used properly. Because it's not really what we do physically here that'll help you ascend higher. I I I really agree with that, and I think that's a different way than a lot of people have been taught to think, because it removes the judgment out of the situation, and it doesn't. Exactly. You know, you get out of the fact that this is right or wrong in the situation, right. but you have an opportunity, and what are you going to do with that opportunity? Are you going to take that opportunity and run with it and see where it goes, or are you going to say yeah, maybe this is not the one that I want, and, <laughs> and I'll catch the next true. round. Or true. Uh, kind of reminds me of this story, um, and it actually is a psycholo- psychology study that they did uh, for 20 or some odd years, for a long time, basically. Uh, they followed this set of twins. Okay? Uh, one twin was a successful doctor, um, and uh, he goes, well, you know, they asked him, it's like, well, what attributed to your success? He was well-known, by the way. Um, and he goes, well, you know, my my uh, my father was an alcoholic. Every day he'd come home, uh, beat us up all the time. My mother was never around, you know, so what else could I be? Um, and then, you know, they went to his other twin, which was actually like an alcoholic, you know, uh, and abusive. Uh, and they go, well, what attributed to, you know, the life that you're having? And he goes, well... My father, every day he came home and beat us up, and my mother was never around. Uh, what else could I be? You know, it's, again, guys, it's really not you know, what happens to you in life, but it's the definitions that you put on what happens in your life as you go forward or backward or ground. Um, and but one, I just want to say one more thing, guys. A lot of those things that, uh, and this is not to say blame you for where you are, uh, almost 90 or over 90% of the things that have happened to you are, again, patterns that run in you. So when I use that example, it's not to blame you and go, oh, you know, it's my fault for doing this, it's my fault for, say, I should think better about the situation. It's really not about that, guys. It's really, uh, again, underlying patterns that have caused you to create the distortions like that or abuse or anything like that, okay? So I'm just saying be aware of the experience, and then you'll catapult forward. Okay? Uh, it's not a lesson going, oh, okay, I should be thinking positive of where I am. Uh, that's not the point. You missed it completely from what I'm seeing. It's really about being completely aware, and then the benefits of that experience, no matter if it's good or bad, will come forward for you. Okay? This, is that a good distinction? So, I don't know if I said it clearly. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, you know, we we are talking about this connection uh, that happened, and and it's so interesting to me how it can literally just take a split second for people to do the stopping, this pausing, this connecting piece. And most people don't feel like they have the time to do it. <laughs> oh, of course. Oh, no, I don't have time to connect, but it literally just takes a split second to do this. Oh, um, oh yeah, it only takes, it, it literally does take a split second. You know, and, and well, for me, 
it's like I connect to pure source in a split second. Well, I mean, I'm in meditations because I work on people all day long. But sometimes, you know, I just come into this space of grandness. And it only takes a split second. But that split second is in your timeless zone. So it lasts with you, like, for days or months. So it's well worth it. So, so when somebody comes to you, I mean, granted, they can do this piece on them, themselves by this awareness piece. But... Sure. When they come to you, what are they going to get, you know, when they work with you? I mean, uh, um, if they could do this on their own, why would they go to you? Let's say that. <laughs> um, okay. Well, sure. You know, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of like that spiritual geek. You know, I'm sure many of us have kids and so on, or we're not good with computers, uh, right? And sometimes we get, say, frustrated. And, you know, we see this a lot. Um you know, you have a kid, uh, or you're doing something on a computer, and it takes you like hours. You know, and your kid come by, comes by, and goes, "Hey, what are you doing?" And it's like, "Well, I'm trying to do this thing, but I can't get it." And what do they do? They go and do it in like a minute or less. You know what I mean? Uh, and it's done. Right. And it's like, so, so that's what I can do for you. You know, something that's taken you like lifetimes, or you know. 20, 10, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, um, sometimes it only takes, say, a minute or two for me to, say, delete that program, recreate it for you, and then you're good to go. That's how fast your life can change. It really doesn't take that time. So that's what I can do for you in a nutshell. So you're you're kind of like that person that fixes the computer for us <laughs> when the virus exactly. comes in and we <laughs> exactly. don't know how we got the virus. We don't know uh, right. why it's ruining all our programs and deleting our information. <laughs> exactly. And we take the computer and then go, fix me. <laughs> exactly. Fix for me. Because yes. you know the yes. information and the technology of, of how to adjust it because you've developed that very specific gift, if you want to say that, of being uh, able to Yeah, and it's really open to all of us. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's not really that I've developed it. I mean, it's really our source code that we all are. And that's why what I say, I mean, I might not say it say eloquently, but it resonates with a lot of people. Why? It's because, well, we know uh, that it's, say, us because we are all really the same. I've just, I just happen to say cross in or step into that space, you know, and connect to Pure Source at such a high level that I understand it much deeper. Uh, and that's what I actually do for you. I connect you. I'm that um, guide that connects you to you, between you and what I call Pure Source, uh, and then you're good to go. You know, you start to understand what's happening for you, and you can, like, change it on your own much quicker, much faster. It's like learning a programming language. I teach you the programming language of you. Uh, and then you can edit and change yourself. It's happened for thousands and thousands of people. This is this is really such a powerful thing, and I think a little bit mind-blowing for some people out there, but I know a lot of other people are going, ooh, <laughs> I'm really liking this. I'm really loving What's happening with this? Um, oh yeah, this concept, this insight here, and um, um, you know, I'm, well, you I'm, know, 
Well, Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, even even if you don't say believe it, it's totally fine. You know, some of my best testimonials that we've gotten are from people that they didn't even know that I was, say, working on them. Because they're usually, say, say addicted or have some sort of issues like that. So, so their parents come to me or their loved ones come to me and go, Moss, can you work on my spouse or my son? Because they're addicted to drugs and so on. And I go, sure. So then they don't even know that I'm working on them uh, and their life transforms. So, uh, you know, if, if you're questioning this, um, it's fantastic. Ask questions. That's how you learn. Okay? But keep an open mind to it. Uh, and and learn what's out there. I think that open mind is such a key piece, maybe in all of this. Um, and and the key, as you mentioned too, is that you've made yourself a conduit for pure energy. So it's not that you personally are doing this healing work, but you're allowing this energy to flow through you to reach people. Um, right. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not I'm not the person, I'm not the one that source that heals you. I'm not a guru. Uh, again, in fact, we're actually doing a talk about, say, gurus and personalities and stuff like that that start to control you because uh, I see a lot of that there as well. Uh, many of you, say, have gone to a teacher or a guru or gone outside the country you know, have studied or do sh- done shamanism or whatever it is that that's out there, uh, or even say schooling, you know, an institution, uh, and that's distorted you, it's controlled you, and so on like that. Um, no, I'm not any of those. Uh, I really do connect you to your own source, that pure source that's created everything and anything. Uh, and then once you awaken again through an enlightened spirit, um, you know, that communication is on your own, and that's how you strengthen and grow. Uh, nobody can say take you. Uh, I mean, I can take you to those, but you can't sustain yourself at those levels. Uh, you have to do it on your own. Okay? I can take you up there to see what it's like, uh, and then you'd have to come back and create that journey on your own. So. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in this work, when somebody start this process with you. I mean, you, you said, you know, for some people this happens very, very quickly. The shifts and the transformations, other people um, hold on to things, particularly people who are more controlling. And well, I, I've seen that in various processes as well, that it's harder for them to make some of those breakthroughs because of that control pattern that's there. Um, sure. But um, once they start to make these breakthroughs, do they have um, what I want to say? You talked about the detox time in there, which I think is important for people to realize. Yes, you can right. go through these emotional swings and highs and lows, just like when your body detoxes something, it goes through ups yeah. and downs and feeling good and not right. feeling good some days. But right. um, how long will this energy sustain, let's say, for somebody um, as an as an average? once it starts to take hold? Um, once it starts to take hold, since it is, you know, um, since it is, well, uh, it's self-perpetuating. So once it, say, lights the fire underneath you, and that's what I do, um, it never 
yes, you do need more fire, but you always attract, say, the right people, the right places, the right remedies, whatever it is, say, even outside of me, to sustain that because that's your natural state to be. You know, once you awaken to go, wow, I'm grander than who I think I am, uh, there's no stopping you. So you keep perpetuating forward. You really do. I mean, almost, uh, it's just amazing how that happens. Uh, again, I just do it faster for you. So, uh, you know, let me, can I give you an example? Uh, of a, in fact, I worked on somebody uh, today. Actually, I worked on like about 50, 60 people today. Um, uh, but but in, in this one case, uh, this woman, uh, she had she had um, she had chest problems, you know, and I can tap in and I can just read you. I can tell you what's going on with you, just like an MRI and much deeper. I can tell what's happened uh, in your childhood and so on. You know, I can go back. I can tell what's happened, like in your family structure and all that stuff, if it's affecting you. Anyway, this woman, she had, uh, say, chest issues. She's had asthma and so on. She's had breast cancer and so on. Um, you know, all this kind of stuff just in that chest area. Um, and she's going, well, you know, it's this and this. I've tried this doctor, and I just keep, uh, if, you know, if I resolve from, say, one issue, uh, I jump into another issue and so on like that. Uh, you know, and I just kind of tap into her, and I go, well, um, you know, back when you were, like, uh, like 13 or 14, um, did somebody commit, like, say, suicide or something? Uh, and then it's kind of like, you know, there's a light bulb that turned on in her, and it goes, uh, yes, they did. It was my best friend. You know, her father, she didn't commit suicide. Her father uh, actually killed her while she was in bed. Um, so, uh, she, yeah, she didn't go anywhere. She didn't ascend into the heavenly space. Uh, she went and came and pretty much like sat on her chest. Uh, pretty, you know, it was like trying to say come in or connect to her body, because uh, she was very afraid. Um, it's really that simple. But once you say, once I remove that from her, she could actually breathe like right away. And I know that sounds crazy, uh, but in sh in a short period of time, uh, you'll see that a lot of the chest issues, even relationships, will actually like say resolve. Um, there's another. Well, just now that we're talking about suicide, maybe it's some pet thing that we have to talk about for your audience. Um, uh, it's another classic one, where you know I I, I, I um, and this is a long distance. She was from Italy or something like that. She um, uh, she she um, you know I tap into her. I started talking to her. I go. She's telling me about her back issues and stuff. I go well. I go, do you do you drink? You know, she goes, uh, yeah, I, I, I sometimes drink. Uh, started about seven years ago. I go, oh, okay. Uh, I didn't think anything of it because, you know, people drink. Uh, and then I go, well, do you smoke? You know, she goes, um, you know, and she goes, yeah, I started that about seven years ago or so uh, as well. Um, and then, you know, as a conversation, I get more and more of her story, and I'm going, uh, I just have to ask you, I go, do you go to, like, CD bars, you know, like strip clubs and stuff like that? Uh, and, and she didn't know what to say because she's, like, uh, a woman in her, like, mid-50s and 60s. Um, so, and there's nothing wrong with that if, if people do that. That's not a big deal. But uh, and she goes, oh, my God, I do. And then I awaken. I find myself in these CD bars, and I go, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> 
she right. well she leaves. So and then at that instant, what happens is that her brother like comes into the picture, you know, and she she starts talking about say how he died. Well, actually, he committed suicide. Uh, and so on and so on. And I go, and I go. Your brother committed suicide about eight years ago. And 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 he goes, and he and she goes. Uh, it was an overdose. You know, I'm going well. I think it was suicide. But anyway, you know, because he was telling me it was suicide. So anyway, he had actually just walked into her, and he was taking over her body. And that's exactly what he did in his life when he was alive. He, again, she's taken over her body, uh, and then she starts to do the things that he did. So I pulled them apart, and then in a short period of time, like within days, she was back to, say, her original self. She's been trying to, say, resolve issues for the past seven years uh, because of that. And I know that sounds kind of extreme, but that happens quite a bit. Well, it's very interesting because it's not a piece that people connect or to think about. And um, I think it's one of those things, too, that may be stirring some questions for people. Do I have some of this energy around me? Has somebody, um, um, yes. you know, take a mess? Matter of fact, I have somebody that's listening in that even though I don't have the chat up here in, in laptop that they're sending some other um, messages to me as they're listening in. And they they said, I think my mom had those types of energies around her. Uh, um, um, yes, at actually, a point. Two, three. Uh, two or three of them, mm-hmm. actually. Um, she might have thought her mom was, say, mentally unstable or crazy. Uh, she actually wasn't. She actually had uh, two or three people uh, say coming into her and taking control of her, uh, so she didn't know who she was, poor thing. So uh, again, I can read or tap into anybody. So whoever that person's and, mom is, that's what was happening to her. So. And they and they're saying yes. They're saying yes. That's yep. exactly what happened. Um, exactly. And, and I so, I sense that there was some of that with my own mother. She passed last the middle of last July, and okay. I could see a lot of this. Uh-huh type of energy coming in, and she was living with my sister who uh, has a lot of control issues, (laughs) to put it mildly. Your mom mom is a little different. Um, She sees things, but she doesn't have people, say, controlling her. Um, By the way, that last, you know, that last example, that last person, um, whoever she is, uh, her mom, so the sad thing is, though, this is a, a classic example. You know we have issues like that. So what do we do? We go to us. You know we get we get prescribed what antidepressants, uh, anti-anxiety, uh, all those medications. The sad thing is, it separates our spirit between our body even more. And then more entities, more things start coming into you. And then you need more and more drugs. You know that's the sad thing uh, about that. But that's a classic case. Uh, but for your mom, hon, your mom actually could see other realms. So there wasn't people, say, coming in and controlling her. Uh, she could kind of see other realms, which kind of distorted her because she didn't know what to think of or where to be. Uh, did that make sense? Um, oh, yes. Yeah, she had very strong a little different. intuitive yeah. abilities yep. Um, yep. And there. Which kind of scared her. 
especially when she was a child, from what I'm seeing. She's very, very, uh, well, she could, this kind of goes into another, maybe we're talking about this because your listeners need to hear about this. So, um, by the way, guys, as I'm speaking or giving you examples of this, just note that if you have similar issues, I'm working on you to help you resolve them. Okay? Whether I know you or not, it doesn't really matter. Okay? Um, anyway, your mom um, would say, uh, I think she had imaginary friends when she was really young that weren't so, not so imaginary. So, and that's where she get kind of got spaced out or could go into those other realms. So, yes, she was gifted, but again, she kind of did get distorted. Um, the reason why this comes up for uh, as an example is that I had another client um, that was controlled by, say, a childhood friend that she had. This childhood friend, um, you know, she had no recollection of, uh, you know, in her adult life. But I go, well, you know, when you were younger, you know, seven or eight or whatever, um, did you used to, say, uh, you know, have imaginary friends? She goes, yeah. Uh, well, they weren't imaginary friends. There were a couple of kids that actually had died in the neighborhood and still hung out and just wanted to play with her. So, uh, but what would happen, they got, they understood that they were on the other side. So they would play this game, and this happens quite a bit, uh, this, or often. Uh, they play this game. It's like, well, let's play this game. And they go, and you would go, you know, the physical person goes, okay. It's like, well, I jump out of, uh, you jump out of your body, I jump into your body. And, you know, the person goes, okay, that sounds cool. Uh, and they do that. Uh, but what happens is that pattern gets created. You allow them to jump into your body, and then they control you throughout your whole life. So, and that's, she was having, say, duplicate personalities and so on like that. Uh, it wasn't, say, multiple personalities. Well, in this case it was, but she was taking drugs and so on for that. Uh, after I helped her, but in a short time, like less than a week, uh, again, she didn't have any issues with that. Uh, and she it, didn't have many memory lapses either. You know, because when that other, say, entity would come in or personality would come in, she would forget, see, what she was doing, because it wasn't her that was doing it. It was the other person taking over her body. So she would have memory lapses, uh, memory issues, you know, so she thought. But it, she really wasn't. She just wasn't there. Yeah. It's, uh, it's yeah, it's interesting. Uh, the, the listener that you picked up on, uh, you know, had mentioned that their mother was poisoned slowly. Um, and, you know, I wonder, too, about that because you do this intuitive healing work. Um in this, so is it then a lot of times the disease, let's say somebody has cancer uh, or something like that, um, is that really an entity then that's trying to control them, or is that ever just um, sometimes, physical? Yeah. Sometimes it is. Sometimes cancers or uh, terminal um, diseases are kind of like an honorable way of dying you know, for the spirit, you know, uh, because they don't want to exist anymore. So they think that if they die honorably, um, you know, they're going to get set free, but it's really not. Uh, and then sometimes, 
what happens is that lifetime after lifetime, what do we do? We try to get away from something. And, you know, we do this here physically. Most of the modalities or most of the things that many of us have done, um, we really don't delete them, right? We don't, uh, again, completely get rid of the frequencies. Uh, what do we do? We compress them really, say, tighter and tighter, and then we suppress them in our body somewhere, right? Or we create a workaround. Uh, but those 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 frequencies still ooze within us, and then that's where, say, your frequency of your flesh doesn't, say, resonate. And then what happens? Well, you start to get cancers. You start to get things that uh, run awry in that area because your frequency that should be there doesn't. Uh, doesn't exist. Um, so, uh, and you know, and uh, so go ahead. So building on that a little bit, I mean, I'm just, I'm going to toss this out there because I know there's people out there with this question. Um, let's let's say you you've got somebody that is a little more conscious than the average person. They're they're aware of their processes, they're actively working with their processes, mm-hmm. but they're still dealing with things like terminal illnesses or cancers or mm-hmm. this type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Where does that go? Because sure. if they're you know, consciously, they're, they're sitting down, they're meditating, they're taking time to do this conscious work, but they still have that, how does that fit all together for somebody? Uh, well, let's take the classic case, um, Dwayne uh, Wayne Dyer, right? Um, who passed away this year, wasn't he, or last year? Last year, last year. Um, uh, last year, yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, a fantastic individual, you know, helped millions of people, right? Uh, had fantastic books and stuff like that. Um, but you know, somebody asked me in in a teleform that we do. We do a lot of teleforms and things where just people can ask questions like this. So they go, "Well, what do you think of Dwayne uh, Wayne Dyer?" <clears throat> and 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 as I tapped into him, you know, he he did still have say that cancer. He's he had abusive problems. He had drinking issues uh, and so on. And I think he had mother issues and so on like that that he couldn't resolve. So what he did all his life, and this might resonate with a lot of people. Uh, especially if you're a psychologist and so on, um, is he started, say, searching and on his path, right, to search, he, un, say, um, you know, looked underneath a lot of rocks and found a lot of good, say, nuggets of information to help people. But he couldn't find that nugget of information because, again, it was at a deeper, much, much deeper level, your spirit level or your core level that needed to get fixed, uh, for it to really say blossom or help or help resolve the issues that he had. So, uh, so again, you might be doing the meditations, you might do, be doing fantastic things, but if you're not getting to the core level frequencies that cause that, uh, no matter what you do, uh, no matter how much of an intent you have, uh, it won't it won't happen. Uh, Mother Teresa is another individual. Uh, again beautiful woman. She did a lot of great good. But, you know, uh, a lot of us go, well, look, you know, she was fantastic. She did this. She did that. Uh, She did. Why did she do that, though? Because she never felt good enough. She always had to, say, do something 
grand or extraordinary, and maybe that's you know maybe that's good because she helped a lot of people uh, to make herself feel good. So when she crossed over, uh, you know she would say have enough you know uh, whatever credentials to cross into heaven. So, so. Uh, there's tons of things. I think this is really interesting and good for people to realize um, because so many people get trained into that mentality that oh you can't you can't look at the negative you can't you know accept that the cancer is there or whatever is there and uh, you know if you do that you're going to make it grow or things like this right. and so um, but it's true, I think, even in a lot of these cases, as you mentioned, that that people just haven't gotten into that core. And I think that this is where somebody like yourself can be very useful. And I like to always yes. give that example. It's kind of like trying to give a massage on yourself. You know, you might be able to do it a little bit on your hands or things like that, but you can't right. totally relax and give yourself right. the massage at the same time. You need to let somebody else do that at times so that you can get into that deeper core so that you can get those bigger results and shake these things loose. Right. Um, you know, I always tell people that, um, you know, there's there's just a few there's a few ways I help you transform. Is one, I change your frequency, and then you just shift. Uh, you don't have to do nothing, and that's the magical things that happen with what I do. Uh, two, I help you change your frequency. And then whatever you need physically, right, like medicines or whatever, they actually work for you. So uh, the key is, though, is that I change the underlying frequency. And then whatever you do, even if you've tried something before, hasn't worked for you, you might try it again, and it actually works for you. That, and that's the way with cancers, because um, you know we've had over I don't know 50, 60 cases. And again, I'm not saying I cure cancer or anything like that. Uh, again, I don't cure anything. It's I help you awaken to cure yourself. But a lot of people have resolved their issues with cancer through you know what we've done. So. Really, really fascinating, Mark. Now, I I know that you have a ton of different things going on. <laughs> you I do. are on. Or you have this 21-day meta-healing aspect. You have exponential intelligence. Yeah. Share with people some of these things that they can take advantage of and be a part of that you're doing. Um, sure. You know, the, one of the best ones is, is, is um, exponential intelligence. It's a podcast. Um, by the way, it's, it's one of the fastest-growing podcasts on iTunes in history. Uh, and why is that? Because it resonates with a lot of people because that resonation or that truth is like instilled in everybody. So anyway, it's it's organically grown. I mean, we've had like in a month and a half, like over 200,000 downloads when we first, and we're growing into close to like half a million now uh, within a short time. So, and it's free. Uh, and each, uh, I think it's two or three times a week, we put out a podcast. We explain, say, how life works and how. Basically, what it is is called exponential intelligence, uh, how life works, and how to have it all. 
right? That 360 degrees of abundance. So the whys of life, why your life is the way it is. Uh, each podcast we go through, well, for example, we did relationships, we did money, we did um, a ton of things, and we get down to the nitty-gritty. And then what? Uh, at the end, I do a 10-minute meta-healing. Uh, and a meta-healing is where I guide you into a nice, deep, meditative state, uh, and then I work on you on the back end or that min-level of your, say, programming. And together we come together, and that's where, say, the, the explosive transformations happen in people. So that's, that's a free one that we do. Um, some of you might be interested in global healing, um, which is, I think it happens once a month. And again, it's free where, where I... Um, where I, it's it's like speed healing, really, uh, where I spend like three minutes, and really that's really all I need for most of the issues that people have. Uh, uh, we get into the nitty-gritty right away. I can tap into uh, whatever ha- whatever is the cause of it. Uh, I can usually resolve it or start out the process for you within the three minutes. Okay, And then I go to the next person. So in an hour and a half, I've covered quite a few people, but the the beautiful thing about that, Jesse, is that it's all open. You get to hear what I, you know, what I say towards people. Uh, and you can, and as I work on one individual, obviously I work on the whole group. Uh, but anyway, you get to see, say, my abilities in action, how I work, how accurate I am, and so on like that. Uh, and you get to see actually the transformations in people online right away within those three minutes. So, uh, again, that's, uh, it's called global healing. Uh, and then there's you know, the industrial group healings, which is more, say, intimate. I never do private sessions just because um, I don't have time anymore uh, and I don't need to. Uh, but those are the closest things, the uh, industrial group healings, because um, uh, you get to speak one-on-one uh, with me uh, with more private time within the group dynamics. Uh, there's group healings that we do. There's lots of events that we do. If you just go to the website, uh, Mas Sajati, and you don't need a hyphen in between. It'll take you to Mas hyphen Sajati. Um, but yeah, it'll uh, you'll see. Uh, there's amazing, amazing things. Um, and by the way, you don't need an individual, say, session with me to transform. There's a lot of people that transform on the 21 days that we do currently, uh, where I just uh, where we meditate twice a day for about 20 minutes. It's uh, 9:30 a.m. p.m. Central Time. I don't know where where we're. Uh, I'm sure you have audiences everywhere, but Central Time. It's 9:30 a.m. and p.m. I'm in Central Time Zone, actually. <laughs> oh, you are. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 South Dakota, <laughs> right now. Oh. Uh, oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. For the yeah. time being, and. Yeah. So. Uh, it, it, but, it, it's been a temporary layoff, layover spot for me. <laughs> oh, okay. It's, it's a beautiful place. There is actually Same weather beautiful... Same we're, uh, we're cold here. We've been... Well, we're dropping... We're kind of wavering up and down where they expect us to drop down to around 20 tonight here. But, oh, really? Um, well, I'm in Minneapolis. Yeah. So, so... Okay, yeah, you're, you're close you by. Yeah, whatever you guys get, we probably get it a day or two later. <laughs> right, right in the yep. same screen. So you have lots yeah. of opportunities for people to connect with you. You have some great products for people to take advantage of. 
and to yeah. be where they can there's, get started right away. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, download, downloadable, say, meta-healings as well, guys. Uh, again, the cancer clinics, we do, like, the frequency spas. Uh, these are for people that want to look younger. And where this came out of is, you know, I used to, uh, well, I still do. I work on a lot of people in the L.A. area. They're into their looks, you know, much more than, say, the other parts of the world. Uh, and they <laughs> notice that when I work on them, their whatever that they've done tends to last months longer than before so that we came up with frequency spas about, you know, your internal beauty, which comes out into your external beauty, right? Uh, so we do anti-aging and, you know, things like that as well. And then even extreme ones like, again, cancer clinics, diabetes, all that stuff. Um, or um, business mastery, which is coming out. Uh, we're doing healing mastery now for, say, teaching you what I do. Uh, and again, it's not a modality; it's just a, a, more of an awakening. So, uh, a lot of good things that are out there. Well, you you just have a wealth of things to share with people, and um, you know, just a, a wonderful perspective. I think that is okay. very easy for people to connect with and to connect yes. to. Um, yes. And and. You know, I've like I said, I've seen you. I've, I've kind of had my eye on your radar <laughs> for oh, a you. while. Just you know, I've kind of watched your work evolve, I guess, a bit too over the the last several years. Oh, and it's yeah. it's exciting to see where it is now from when I first um, had a connection with oh. your work. And, oh yeah, um, you know, back back in the day. It, it used to take me like an hour and a half. You know, I used to meditate for 15 minutes. I used to work on people for an hour and a half. Um, I can do the same thing in about five minutes now. And and people wonder how that is, and it's just because you know I've experienced a lot of the same things. You you get in that flow, and the more you're in that flow, the more your processes accelerate. The less time it takes you to do something. Yes. Um, exactly. Because you spend more time in connection. Right. Yeah, and, and, and then I work at a timeless realm, timeless and spaceless realm. So I can work on you. I can work on people through you. Uh, I can work on you, like, over the phone, whatever it is. doesn't matter, again, because it's a timeless, spaceless realm. Yeah. This has been absolutely wonderful, Mark, and I greatly appreciate your time and everything that you've shared and the work that you've done during the call for us because I know that that has been ongoing the entire call and I know that people have been connecting with that and getting that experience as well and and you just have an incredibly wonderful soothing, calm energy that I always find pleasant (laughs) To be around, um, you know, to me, that's just somebody who really has developed a certain mastery in connection. Oh, thank you. Of course. To be yes, in definitely. that space calm. Yes, uh, definitely. But, yes, thank you so much <laughs> uh, <you're> so <laughs> for awesome. everything that you and Thank and, you. Uh, thanks, thanks for having me. It, it's been a pleasure, truly. I, again, just want to mention Moss's website. You can get there at 
massajadi.com. That's M-A-S-S-A-J-A-D-Y.com. That's in the show description there, so you can easily get to it um, through that means. And also, next week on the show, uh, I'll be doing my own show, and I'm going to be taking a look at what's happening in our world through the eyes of Code Connection. And some people I know, I always have those listeners that go, yeah, but what was that guest code about? <laughs> well, okay, let me give you a little insight. When I look at the codes on Moss, he has a very deep soul connection in his coding that is core focus. So if you're wondering, can he really do this? Can this really be possible? Absolutely. It is there. It is in his codes. It's what he is here to do, in a sense is to really bring that depth out and really get to that deeper layer of core um, for you. So that is definitely there. And he also has some wonderful happiness and success patterns in his coding um, that have come about. And, you know, I know that he has had his challenges there too because I can see that. But the result is, is his culmination of energy can get you right into that that core space and get you the successes and, and get you those spaces that you're looking for. Uh, you know, my products are out there. As I've mentioned, my books are out there. Um, archive shows, video uh, that I do every month, things like that. You can connect with all of those things through my website, jessianniclesgeorge1.com, uh, the international bestseller, which is an international bestseller on Amazon multiple times in multiple countries uh, that I did code work for. EmbracedByTheDivine.com uh, is where you can go ahead and, and connect with that work and, and uh, get your own copy of that as well. And do watch for some events. I'm in the process. I may be doing a code event at, believe it or not, an art gallery in Long Beach, California this summer. And um, again, I'm, I'm really looking a little more longer term, and I will be having some week-long retreats coming up for people that want to go really deep into codes, and I'll be having some one-day events coming up that will either be later this year into next year. So I am honoring my own process of, of setting things up to where I can provide you with my greatest self, and, and that's a big thing that code has taught me is, is really being able to step in and offer that to people at my best and be at my best. So uh, that's why I'm taking a little more time and putting things out there instead of just tossing a bunch of stuff out there right now for those that have been wondering about that uh, on there. April special deal for me. Uh, you can purchase the ebook version of either Activating Compassion or You Need Life Dreams and get a, a company workbook absolutely free. I also want to mention we do have several shows here on Main Street Universe throughout the week and uh, oftentimes with Susan Weed on Tuesday nights who shares her work in herbs and natural plants. Uh, Janice is doing her own show these days about once a month called Rhythms and Reflections for those that remember Janice White and uh, of course our flagship show usually is on on Wednesday nights and then we have a whole bunch of other people coming in. Mary Phelan is coming back into the network again and she's going to be doing a show uh, probably once a month or something like that. So we have a lot of very interesting, eclectic people doing various things on the network that are integrating in right now so you want to pay attention to that. And I just want to mention, hey, this is Jesse Ann Nichols-George, and we really appreciate you being here with us today. And I want to thank all of our listeners, not only here on Blog Talk Radio, but those that are streaming live on 10, known as Parent Counters Network, 
StreamFinder and TalkStream Live, as well as those that are catching our podcast at iTunes, TuneIn.com, and those catching the YouTube version of the show. I really look forward to seeing you back here next week as we delve more into Code Connection. Don't forget, if you've enjoyed the show today, share it with others. It is going to be available at the same link in our archives, and I will be leaving you with the song today known as Yearning For, also called Over and Over It by Shemshai. And again, you can catch up with their work at www.shemshai.com, S-H-I-M-S-H-A-I.com. Thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you again next week right here on Code Connection. May you enjoy the rest of your weekend and have a truly amazing week. And I'm going to have that song up for you in just a moment. I'm sorry about that. I didn't totally cue everything up. I was so engaged in what Moss had to share with us and say with us. So here we go. Take care, everybody. See you next week. And if I could see what makes me blind, I would soar to the edge of my mind. And to touch what seems unreal Just to show you the way that I feel And we are in time with time One with season of change inside And we are in tune with the tune Caught in a balance of sun and moon
Your heart. 